Welcome to our Triune Pod, where we prepare you to praise. I'm the Reverend Nick Comiskey. And I'm the Reverend Ben DeHart. Join us for a conversation about low-key theology, lived experience, and outlandish pop culture as we break down the collect of the day for the coming week. We hope it's an inspiring, maybe a bit irreverent, but mostly helpful way to get you ready for some God time. Welcome back to another episode of our Triune Pod. Ben is bronzed and back from vacation. How are you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. Three weeks off. First day back at work. I feel refreshed. The weather is beautiful up here. It's sunny and in the 60s. I couldn't ask for anything more. How are you? Wow. Um, I'm not I'm not that. Uh, but I'm, <laughs> I'm thriving, to use your word. <laughs> I'm thriving. I'm doing all right, man. Hey, so for Unrelated this week, let's... Um, Let's throw our listeners a curveball. Not not too much, but let's uh, let's recommend an album. It doesn't have to be new. It just has to be something you've been listening to that you uh, have enjoyed and you think other people that listen might enjoy too. So what do you yeah. got? Well, so I was thinking of saying something that's hip and cool, uh, but that wouldn't be true. And in fact, I'm not even going to recommend an album. I'm going to recommend the Andre 3000 verse on that Kanye song that Drake dropped. It is the verse of the wow. year. Okay. Andre 3000 is back. Bring back Outcast. Go back to early aughts. I would love that. Maybe that's yeah. what rap needs. What music needs? Forget rap. So Andre 3000, Life what's, of the Party. What's the, so- what's the song called? Life of the Party. Oh, wow. Is it a good song? Oh, it's, it's better than anything else on Donda. I think it's one of those things where like, I mean, you music heads out there will laugh at me for this, but it seems that Drake dropped this to continue the beef with Kanye and it's kind of backfired on him a little bit because Andre 3000's line is so good. Um, Wow, that's cool. There you go. First time verse has appeared in that context on our Triune Pod. I'm not Um, talking about a Bible verse. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, man. Well, I'm um, going to recommend an EP, a four-song EP, um, a five-song EP by the band Hot Mulligan. You ever listen to Hot Mulligan? I don't know. Maybe with you, but I wouldn't they're, know the. Uh... They're like part of the. Um, uh, I don't know. I you. I guess I would say they're part of the like the new generation of like pop punk bands or punk rock bands that Ooh, have like melodies that. and super sing alongable. Kind of, it's good for like working out, running. If you like uh, listening to that kind of music, it's called "I Won't Reach Out to You," uh, is the name mm-hmm. of the uh, EP. And they're, you know, they're, I mean, they're, they're guys, these guys are like, I don't know how many streams they have. They don't have very many streams. It's like, well, I guess one song has like 5 million streams. So maybe they're bigger than I think, but they're just like college kids. You know, they're like 21 who don't have jobs. I mean, who have jobs. They just like tour when they can, but uh, it's kind of rad. It's like how this scene works. So that on the second song on that EP, probably my favorite song on the EP is called featuring Mark Hoppus, you know, Mark Hoppus, the Mm -hmm. uh, bassist for Blink. And he's like, not on the song. They just like threw his name in the title. Uh, But then of course he heard about it and like tweeted about it or put it on Instagram or something. And, you know, like just became super popular. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. Is that the one with 5 million views? Uh, No, no. Uh, no. Yeah. But um, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, if you like, uh, if you like rock music, music that's like made by real people that you can imagine how it's made, not like the, you know, nine country production of Donda. Then you check out how Mulligan, man. Their, their, their last full length too, You'll Be Fine, came out 2020, is uh, is really good too. 
Let's right, get to the ben, colic. Let's get to the colic, the stuff that we actually know about God. Um, Allegedly. The prayer is uh, proper 20, and it goes like this. Grant us, Lord, not to be anxious about earthly things, but to love things heavenly. And even now, while we are placed among things that are passing away, to hold fast to those that shall endure. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Well, I've got to say, Nick, I feel like the last couple episodes when it's been my turn to go, I've gotten the best colics. So promise didn't plan it this way, but my last one was pretty great. And this one might even be better. Uh, but what, what sticks out to me right off the bat, I'm an anxious person. So, you know, this call not to be anxious about earthly things, but to love things heavenly. Again, like I've said in previous pods, I don't take that as some law, like Jesus saying, don't be anxious, because, you know, that would produce the opposite of what was intended. I view this as a promise, something that's just like, hey, I am so good. And you're so distracted by all your cares, all your worries, rational, irrational. Don't be anxious about earthly things, but love the things heavenly. What's the Bible verse? How does it go? Like, you know, you can't change. Um, uh, you, you don't know the numbers of hair on your head. You can't change anything by worrying. So just kind of give it up to the Lord. Uh, and I do love about this collect. Well, let me stop there. What about you, Nick? Are you, uh, you know, I don't, you don't strike me as a super anxious person. Does this collect really speak to you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think anxious is anxiety is like part of the human condition and some, you know, like, I think there's, there's a spectrum of anxiousness, but of course I'm anxious. Uh, like saying on the, anxious. I'm on the far, far end of the anxious spectrum. Oh man. I had so much Enneagram content this weekend, <laughs> this past <laughs> weekend. I feel like we, for reasons that are explicable, but not worth going into here. I felt like I had a series of dinner conversations that centered around the Enneagram. So I heard so much about this kind of thing. But oh, yes, God. anxiety is, uh, anxiousness is a spectrum for sure. Yeah. Fair enough. But I think, I, so let's continue with this. We hear a lot today about be conscious of stuff that's happening in the world. Um, and rightly so, calls for social justice, calls for the church to take a stand on certain things. But what's interesting about this collect is it seems to be kind of going in the other direction. Now, not really, but you can see why maybe some of the calls that say all evangelicals or all Christians need to be concerned about things in the here and now, which of course we need to be concerned about. But here we see, and the Bible has this too, love things heavenly. The things right in front of us, they're passing away. So hold on to that which endures. Now, of course, the things around us today matter. Our relationships, other people, people made in the image of God, people of all tribes, tongues, and nations. And of course, we need to care about the world, the planet, the climate, et cetera. Not saying those things are bad. It's all going to burn, man. <laughs> so if, yeah, well, if that's been what we've been reacting against, everything's going to burn, so nothing matters. I think this collect and those Bible verses that, sound a lot like this collect are and also a good corrective of the things right in front of us are passing away too and so be concerned about things that matter about the people that matter uh, and again that mean the way i said that makes it sound like 
me wringing my, my hand at somebody being like, get your act together. But no, I, I really think this is an invitation into a life where we are going about our lives in such a way where we're following our purpose, our vocation, and kind of like what you've said in previous weeks about like, you know, a, a, a holy indifference mm. to the outcome that we're not in control of, uh, the things that, you know, aren't in our path. What do you got? Yeah, that's good, man. I mean, it, it is a, I do find this to be an aspect of, for lack of a better term, the the worldview of the New Testament that is uh, neglected, the, mm -hmm. the idea that the present form of this world is passing away, or even like Paul's insistence on the imminent return of Jesus, you know, whether he was disillusioned of that idea later on, or, or he can, I don't know, you know, that's a, that's a subject for another day, but just the, the, the but the idea that like, the present form of this world is passing away, and that, you know, his frame of reference was way more oriented towards the kind of inbreaking of the kingdom in a, in a full sense, then like, I think most of our piety today is like our, our spirituality is just consumed with the present mm -hmm. and the idea of an inbreaking that will relativize everything that we now think is important. I, I don't feel like that's something that I hear that doesn't like structure a lot of our conversations and a lot of our energy and prayer. I think we are mostly asking for stuff here and now, as opposed to like relativizing those things in light of what's coming. And based on what you're saying, uh, what reminded me of kind of exactly what you're talking about was the other day I was reading this short little book on Paul, and I found myself jarred by what this Pauline scholar was saying that Paul says. He, he was essentially saying, then in the early letters of Paul, Paul is talking about Christians being saved from doom, like yeah. doom is surrounding us, and we are being like ripped away from the doom that is an impending doom to quote totally. the killers. Um, and yeah, that sounds a whole lot different than, you know, you know, great spirituality that I like, including, you know, one of my all-time favorites, Rowan Williams, this kind of, you know, very contemplative uh, theology of the ordinary everyday life, the Marilyn Robinson Gilead type novels, which are beautiful and good and have been edifying to me. But as you said, the New Testament oftentimes sounds like, man, the kingdom is coming. Watch out. Yeah. Uh, boom. <laughs> no, so totally. be concerned about things that are heavenly and hold fast to the things that are enduring. And so mm. then, you know, like all this, you know, talk about Christians who have too much, et cetera. That's obviously something that this colleague's about. When you have a lot, you're anxious about losing earthly things. Uh, a lot of these things are passing away. What this collect is saying is like, those are distractions, those anxieties, <laughs> the kingdom is coming. Mm. Jesus is coming back. So like, what matters? Tell the world about Christ, love your neighbor and your friends and hold on, <laughs> yeah. hold on and pray for, pray, pray for protection. I don't know, uh, which I feel like sounds crazy. I feel like we might get some pushback on this collect, but hey, read your New Testament. This isn't just this, this collect. So what, if someone were to ask you, Ben, like, okay, well, how do I love things heavenly? Or what does it look like to hold fast to those that shall endure, those things that shall endure? What practically does that look like? Uh, what shape does that give to your Monday through Friday life? Do you have any, do you have any counsel for me, Father? Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> none at all. Just, I'm such a great priest. <laughs> 
No, but I, I mean, I, I think it's this prayer is really, I think, just, uh, you know, kind of like bringing us back to the star, bringing us back to the basics. What matters in this Christian life? What are we here for? What are we to do? And there are just so infinite distractions. Before the age of cell phones, we have even more distractions now. But I really think it's, you know, love God, love your neighbor, trust God. You don't have as much control as you think you do. The control you think you have, you probably don't have. Uh, so again, like in previous weeks, we've talked about a call to faith, a call to trust, a call to fix our eyes on our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the ultimate thing that matters. And when we fix our eyes on him, we might just find ourselves caring for our neighbor, uh, might just find ourselves, you know, <laughs> uh, doing hard things. What about you? What, what comes to mind for you? Um, well, what comes to mind is the, that worship song, Fix Your Eyes on Jesus and the Things of Earth Will Go Strangely Dim. Uh, yeah. have, you ever, have you ever heard that one? Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually don't mind that one. I think from what I've heard, the story of that hymn, and friends, I mean, if you're not familiar with this, the reason why some people poo-poo this hymn is like, you're saying the things of the earth grow strangely dim. They don't really matter. They get caught up and lost in the light. It's like, it's like very, it's very platonic, you know? It is. It's it's a little platonic and it's a little bit like, you know, I guess the big word is like Gnostic or ascetic, like the body or stuff doesn't matter. Mm. It's like spirituality that matters. But I've, from what I've read, like that hymn or that praise song, whatever you want to call it, comes from people who are poor, comes from people who are saying, you know, that great Les Mis line, soon I will be done with the troubles of the world. And I think that's a perfect time to insert in here that this colic is one of the very earliest ones and that it was written during the time of the barbarian invasions. So talk about anxiety, your anxiety and my anxiety. The anxiety that's being talked about in this prayer our barbarians coming into <laughs> our villages and killing us. So fix your eyes on things heavenly. The things of this earth are passing away. So hold on to that which is indoors, which are you know your neighbors and Jesus. <laughs> no, it is true. There is some. There is an interesting judo there in that like it's oftentimes folks who are materially quite disadvantaged who are like not that interested in trying to make their lives a lot better and are much more like oriented towards the hope of a future with with the lord um yeah that makes yeah that's good that's been true of my experience in a lot of the black churches that i've been at that have been great that was actually the experience my my mother's churches the messianic jewish circles and think to yourself like if you're jewish and you become christian if you're not familiar you're familiar now but a lot of times your family is not very excited about that conversion. There's a yeah. really strong identity to being a Jew. And so in these Messianic Jewish circles, I also remember songs like that being sung. There really is this like, I've got nothing here. Even my family has forsaken me. So help me to look on things heavenly and to hold on to my faith even because I'm just... So even distracted by the fact that, you know, my family would have me over for holidays if I'd only go back. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's good. So, man, that's all I got. You got anything else? No, dude, that's, that's, I mean, that was, that was a great word. That's probably a good note to end on. All right, friends. Well, here we go. Grant us, Lord, not to be anxious about earthly things, but to love things heavenly. And even now, while we are placed among things that are passing away to hold fast to those that shall endure through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, 
one God, forever and ever. Amen. How about that episode of our Triune Pod? Now that you've been prepped for praise, won't you do us a solid and subscribe and review? We promise to keep the outlandish illustrations coming. So be sure to join us for another episode of your new favorite podcast.